Do you suffer from chronic storytelling dysfunction? Do you find you're overrun with trite tropes and cliche character patterns? Well, you're not alone. In my old age, I was tired of boring stories, but thanks to Dice Chronicles, I feel young again. If you suffer from a lack of creative world building or one-dimensional character development, Dice Chronicles may be just what you need. My characters always felt flat and unable to perform, but with Dice Chronicles, I'm not afraid of being my true self. Before I started listening to Dice Chronicles, I felt so alone in my hunger. But now I'm a first-rate villain. Dice Chronicles gave me a purpose, but most importantly, it gave me a terrible French accent. Hi, I'm Yarn, and before Dice Chronicles, I used to be terrified of magic. But now, after just a few episodes, I've got magic pouring out of my eyeballs. I used to suffer from crippling anxiety, but thanks to Dice Chronicles, now I only suffer from anxiety from going on an adventure with my friends. Dice Chronicles is not responsible for rolling natural ones, TPKs, or the general feeling that our characters are better than yours. Ask your DM today if Dice Chronicles is right for you. Find us at podbean.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I am Orlando Flame, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hi, Twinkles. Welcome to episode 226, which was recorded back in July. Uh, lots happened since then. Um, the reason I'm recording this introduction is that I wasn't at the start of the recording and um, none of my colleagues uh, thought to start a podcast or introduce it in any way. Uh, So you join the action with me absent and them wondering what to do about it. We want you to enjoy this but you won't. I don't know but we need we need to convene a tribunal, don't we? Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm all for plan trying in absentia. Yeah, I think that's the safest way, isn't it? Because if we do it this way, he can't mount a defence. Exactly. And if he doesn't mount a defence, we can just put it down as uncontested. Well, tell you what, I could also sub in for Chris. Um, I'm interested to know how that would go, but not to the point that I think I would encourage it because you are the legal department so we're going to need your knowledge of like the latin phrases and we need you your powdered wig um i don't have either of those things but well that's not what i imagine when i'm masturbating (laughs) good That's, that's what i want to hear yeah uh So Chris stands accused of having friends outside of the four of us, which we have made clear on a number of occasions is not acceptable. Dan made some friends, and he has since cut off contact with them. I literally did cut off contact with them to um, to come here tonight. Well, there you go. So uh, Dan has his priority straight. I made some friends, and I moved 60 miles away from them because... I know. You said you had to. Yes, and I know that's the only way I can guarantee I won't ever go to... Well, it was more that I went out to the pub with them, I think, two or three times, and two or three times was either sick or very nearly sick. <laughs> and uh, Gemma made her lack of impressiveness very clear. <laughs> in my defence, um, one of them's a bigger boy, and he drinks a lot, and one of them is a younger boy, and I didn't want to be shown up by a younger boy. So I had to drink a lot. And that's why now my uh, excessive drinking is going to be done hundreds of miles away where Jenna can't <laughs> hear me or see me. I mean, it's a very sensible arrangement. It's the best for everyone, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, I, so Chris has now made his own friends. And worse than that, he's made friends with his family, which... Yeah, I mean, that's just... You don't need to be friends with your family. They're family, aren't they? Yeah. You're kind of stuck with them. Like, they have to be your friends, even if you ignore them. So, uh, what should his punishment be? Um, I'd just like to say, in defence of Chris, uh, he's completely guilty. We should punish him to the full extent of him. Well, thank you for those mitigating circumstances. Uh, we were going to be lenient, but yes, you make a compelling argument, and uh, I think we should punish him to the full extent of the law. We, 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 I mean, given that he's he's late today specifically yeah. because uh, yeah. he's he's communing with 
other people. An external social engagement. I mean, who the fuck does he think he is? I know. And and then to just like, you know, casually say with three minutes until we start recording, yeah. I'll just start without me. I'm just coming home yeah. from my family. From his family? Unacceptable. The worst thing about it um, is just is just how brazen he was about it. He didn't even... Yeah, no shame. Didn't try and hide yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't pretend he had like a doctor's appointment or a court summons. Yeah. He didn't try to make excuses to them to to cancel this social engagement. Didn't pretend he had to do work. Yeah, he could have said he was going to a funeral. He could have just gone with his usual. He was having a bath. Yeah. But no, he, uh, he decided to socialise with family at the... <laughs> At the time that we always record podcasts and have done every week for the last six, nearly seven years, probably yeah. well, probably probably seven years now. Yeah. Jesus, that's a, that's a thought on its own. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think because he's getting so brazen, we do need to to do something so horrific that it'll sort of shock him out of his sense of complacency. It, it, it'd be spoiling him, and, and it'd be unfair to him. July twenty fourteen is actually seven years. Yeah, seven years. Seven Fuck years of this shit. Imagine that. Twenty uh, second of July, twenty fourteen. Holy moly! Wow. Was so it is literally seven years since the first episode. Okay, we we have to like. Oh no, sorry, I'll tell a lie. Seven years since the second episode. Oh well, that's okay then. The first episode was July fourteenth. Well, that's a um, that's a. Uh, I'm sorry, ran out of steam there. Um, what the, day did we did we record Thursday last week? Um. No, I think Friday. Okay, yeah, it wasn't Wednesday though. No, oh, we have nothing. Okay. So we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, it was we didn't miss ago. the. Uh, we didn't miss the anniversary then and forget about it. We just didn't didn't record on it. Yeah, it would have been a shame to have missed the seven year anniversary, wouldn't it? Because that's the big one. Yeah, it's like bread or something. Yeah, I think another fact that counts against Chris is that he's not even OG two star podcast, is he? He's, no, yeah. I mean, Dan late, was, was early enough that he he got in, you know, Episode still early doors, didn't he? Seven, six or seven, I think. Eight. Uh, I don't know. It was definitely in before we got good. Yep. Yeah. Episode seven. Yeah, we got, we, we'd we... been good for a long time before Chris joined. Mm. Maybe. When did Chris yeah, you... start? Oh, there's no way to tell. Like episode two hundred, something I reckon. Yeah, Dan was Dan was very early because he joined yeah. us when we were down in Torquay. So then Chris just turns up late, and then turns up late to the podcast as a whole. Turns up late to the recording of this. I mean, he's very in fairness. Episode. In fairness to him, he's he's very meta in his being late. Mm. I mean, in terms of seniority, he is absolutely bottom of the pile, isn't he? Yeah, and you know what they say, shit, shit runs down the hill. Yeah. Well, who has ever said that? People. Give, give me some examples of people who have said to you, Daniel, shit always runs down a hill. Me. And which hill have you been to? <laughs> been to lots of hills. Uh, the hill outside your mum. Um, that explains the smell. Also, I don't know that shit always does run down a hill. It certainly doesn't run up it. No, but well, if maybe it's like it just... one of those weird, like perspective trick things, where like the water runs runs upwards. What if the hill was on a ley line and uh, it, there's sort of an intersection of magical realms? Then stuff can roll up, uphill. I've seen it on a documentary. There was one in Ireland, and, like water would roll up the hill. Cars would, like, if they if left the car with a handbrake off. It would roll up the hill, and nobody could explain it. I think it was episode fifty. Was it? I think fifty was when um, when David from Birmingham joined it us. Was for, yes, and was that it Chris's was. debut? Well, it it just says in which our heroes are joined by Christopher from Dorset and David from, oh, from Geek wow. Three, and I can't find any reference prior to that yeah. of Christopher from Dorset. So, so in the and and when was that? That was June twenty sixteen. Okay. Can you be more specific? Uh, June I think the 2nd, early June. June the 2nd, right. That's where we jumped onto the wrong timeline. Because I you were going to say the shark. 
<laughs> we did jump the shark as well. To be fair, we jumped the shark way before episode fifty. Yeah, but after that, uh, we so we had we auditioned two people, and Chris got the job instead of Dave. Mm. And then since then, we've had Brexit, President Trump, and uh, COVID. Yeah, and if we had stayed on the right timeline and given the job to David. Then none of that awful shit would have happened, and oh, we wouldn't no. be sat here fifteen minutes into the recording waiting for Dave to turn up. I mean, the alternative hypothesis is that everything would have been worse. Well, how could I mean, it have statistically gone worse? that's unlikely? Let's be honest here. On the balance of probabilities, uh, no, no. Uh, if I have learned one thing over the past six years, it's that it can always be worse. Okay. Well, this is a fun thought experiment. So let's take those three scenarios that I gave and just think if we had stuck with who we're now proclaiming to be the Antichrist, David from Birmingham, yeah. if we had stuck with him, so the Brexit vote would have gone the other way and then what, the EU would have revealed Well, no, the Brexit, the Brexit vote had already happened at that point, the original Brexit, the original referendum vote. No, no 2016, it was end of June, wasn't it? Like oh, no, you're right, yeah. No, because yeah, we talked about the 26th. Because we were quite so, glib about how obvious it was that Remain was going to win, and we didn't. And then we were we quite glib care. about like how it would probably be fine anyway, because you know, like yeah. it's not, it's not like going to like completely fuck it into the sea. Yeah, and all I wanted was for it to go away, which, to be fair, is still true. And yes. I was quite clear in my position that I was voting Remain just because that seemed the easiest way of getting it to go away. Yeah. Which I think yeah. it how naive you were. Yeah. Well, no, I, th- I think you voted the right way for that. Like, mm. it's a very nice motivation. Yeah. It probably might have gone away. I mean, it's not as compelling an argument as all the bullshit about fish and how much money we send the EU and all of that. So, if the best anyone could come up with for Remain was, it'll make the whole debate go away quicker. No, that's solid. I will. will agree. I, yeah. I think. I think they would have won if they'd gone with that. Well. I mean, they didn't really go with anything, did they? And I think okay. that's quite a big part of the so, so just... how? So, so assuming that uh, we had gone okay, with so, Dave, so, how would um, Brexit have gone worse for a start? Well, well the vote would have gone the other way. Be... Sorry, I spoke over you. You've got more David Cameron, right? Yeah, more oh, David Cameron, more George yeah. Osborne. Yeah. Which okay. is, I mean, Theresa May and then Boris Johnson is absolutely catastrophic. But can you imagine a David Cameron that had just won... Yeah, exactly, and and if Theresa May and uh, and Boris Johnson were in any way competent, then mm. we could be in a much worse position because they'd be putting yeah. their. I think I think they're they're doing horrible, evil things, but mostly just sort of well, accidentally. And don't, don't forget that Theresa May would be Home Secretary and Boris Johnson would be Foreign Secretary. Yeah, yeah. So under I, under a smug Cameron government. Yeah, I think at this point um, George Osborne would be planning to sell Wales to the Emirates of Qatar mm. um, and trousering about £10 billion worth of brokerage fees. Probably uh, as an additional venue for the 2022 World Cup. Yeah. Um, 2020. We... I mean, possibly we'd have take, tried to take over running the EU and pissed off everyone so much that the whole thing just collapsed because no one could bear to be around us because Cameron was just that small. Um, I wonder if maybe maybe the um, the promises that the vote leave camp made would have come to pass. So Turkey would have joined the EU. There would have mm. been a European army which would have invaded Britain, and they would have said, "Ha ha! You had the opportunity to vote out, and you didn't take it." Now, now we're going everyone to has to have the euro and speak yeah. French, and you'd have to learn meters. Actually, no. Worse, you have to speak Esperanto. <laughs> oh, I like to speak Esperanto. Um, okay, on that theme then, um, Trump doesn't win, Hillary Clinton wins. Yeah. Um, it turns out all the awful things that people say, like she's a lizard that does horrible things to children. Harvest, yeah, lizard. harvests the uh, adrenochrome yeah. children to... Like Pizzagate. Uh, yeah. She conducts all government business exclusively on uh, an SMTP server that she hosts from her show. <laughs> no, no, a free Hotmail account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other? Th- what was the third thing? Uh, COVID. Oh, COVID. 
oh, you know, uh, that, that ongoing catastrophic <laughs> event. You've been in reality for long enough that you forgot it had happened. I mean, even <laughs> by your standards, that is remarkable. <laughs> I was so happy for that five seconds. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm really oh. sorry to bring you crashing back down to earth, but yeah, no, there's a horrible pandemic. So maybe, um, I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, no, I've got, good one. I've got a good one for this. George Osborne figures out how to clone himself with the proceeds of selling whales. We don't have a pandemic of COVID. We have a pandemic of George Osborne. I mean, who would have been the health secretary? Would it be Jeremy, Jeremy Hunt? Yeah. Uh, would it still be Hunt? Who was before Jeremy Hunt? I can't remember oh, when no. he came in. No, it was um, Fatface himself. Um, Lansley. Oh, God, yeah. Because yeah. he's the, he's the one that, that come turbo fucked it. Uh, he yeah. came in... After the, it was after the break, was it? I think it was when May took over, wasn't it? Probably. No, surely not, because he was waging war on the doctors before. Yeah, the junior. I, I don't no, think no, was, no, was that no. after Brexit? No, Hunt took was over it? from Hunt took over from Lansley when Lansley fucked it. Okay, maybe. Like I reckon it must have been like okay. twenty twelve or something. It's just this health just secretary that... from twenty twelve to eighteen. So yeah, he oh, okay. that was quite a long run. Yeah. yeah, so he. I just, he'd be the, the government is just such of... a string of incompetence. You just kind of mm. tend to forget. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Hunt, you would think, would probably have encouraged the pandemic because he'd have bought shares in it. Whereas Hancock was just—I don't know—he just couldn't was... do anything about it because it was too hard. Yeah, I'm assuming he, he just seemed. He did seem a bit kind of, you know, in that sort of. I mean, charmingly is obviously very much the wrong word, but mm. that kind of sort of charmingly inept, like he's doing his best, but that's the problem. Yeah. But like, not because he's like really incompetent and malicious, just because he's not very good at anything. Yeah. But Whereas if I was the health secretary, things would have gone about the same as they actually did. Yeah, because I think I'm yeah. not very good. Well, no, they would have gone. They would have gone a lot better because you don't have a lot of rich friends. Yes, he I does. mean, you probably would have gained them. Um, yes, but you, you don't have a lot of rich friends to give contracts to. I think you are really misremembering where Daniel went to school, and no, no, but there's a difference between like. I mean, I'm sure they would have all come back to him immediately, having you know cut off communication for the last like 20 years, mm. and gone. Daniel, Daniel, you remember us? We we were you know we were at school together. Oh, I'm now sorry. running a venture capitalist firm out of the Cayman Islands. Yeah. I can totally sort set you up with some PPE. This, this is distressingly plausible. <laughs> I think if Hunt had been health secretary during the pandemic, it would have been a lot worse because he would have sacked all of the doctors by then. Yes, and it would just be run by G4S. Yeah, um, and he would have probably bought shares in SARS-CoV-2 before it it arrived. Oh yeah, it definitely he would, be... would have been insider trading. Yeah, I think I can say this with absolute certainty: it, whatever our fucked up Dave timeline is, it would have ended up with us doing this podcast from a G4S run prison camp. Yeah. But that, well, only because that's where everyone in the country would live. Exactly. If they didn't earn a six-figure salary. Yeah. You um, buy your buy your way out of uh, the labour camps. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in many ways, that is sort of. Uh, I mean, it's not far off Amazon. I'll be honest. But, yeah. Um, what so what else has gone horribly wrong in the last six years? I mean, Jeff Bezos went to space. And came well, back. Jeff, yeah, that's the that's the it's problem, isn't back. it? Yeah. yeah. Went in, space in massive in space big willy. Yeah. I mean he didn't actually go to space, let's remember. He okay. went almost to went to space. Yeah, went to space. Okay, so adjacent. I don't know the technicalities of this. So was it just he went high enough that he could say it was space, but actually yes. it wasn't. He, did, he never te- okay. he technically didn't leave the atmosphere. Okay, did Branson? No. no. Okay. They're all it's all suborbital. They're I'm looking fake. forward to Dyson the... building himself a spaceship which is propelled by air <laughs> because that's all Dyson can do. But he yeah. surely must feel like he's missing out a lot here. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's not on the that that tier of uh, of like insane billionaire, completely out of touch with reality, yeah, I spaff, that... literally spaffing money into space. Yeah, I suppose that also... uh, Dyson is relatable, isn't he? I like that mm. about him. 
Also, it's important to remember that he made business decisions based on promises he got from Boris Johnson. So I can't imagine he's doing particularly well right now. Yes, he's probably not the best businessman in the world. What about no. Tim Martin? Do you think he could um, like put, put a rocket booster under Weatherspoons? Same principle. Propel himself into space? I mean, he thought he was going to get a bunch of mm. cheap labour through the back door. Um, and suddenly Pretty Patel happened, and now he's fucked. Hmm. I mean, it's everyone's worst nightmare, I will admit. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really want the British space programme to be led by Tim Martin, but if it's all we've got... I'm, I'm quite happy to blast Tim Martin into the sun. But... Oh, we all are, but... I mean, frankly, at this point, is there anyone you'd rather have than Tim Martin? Because at least when it blew up, he might be caught in the explosion. I mean, that's yeah. true. Like, if he's got the, the ego to be on that first flight... Mm. The odds are good. I think a British space mission with Tim Martin and James Dyson. Who else would you have? Maybe David Jason. Um, would David Jason? Why David Jason? He's national treasure, isn't he? So they, they yeah, want you to throw him in. Well, no, if, if you want to go, if you want to go with the Bezos approach, right? You have Bezos. You have Bezos's brother, and then you've got like the work experience lad. And he had a little boy, the, didn't he? Yeah, the work experience so, lad. I missed it. I haven't really paid attention because it just makes me yeah. want to punch holes in things. So why did he take a little boy with him? For the, I don't know. He took he took a little boy, his brother, and a former no, astronaut. Okay, it, it was that. Um, so originally, some asshole paid twenty eight yes, million. A guy, a guy paid, and then actually, then had a scheduling conflict. Yeah, and was like, I can't go to space. I can't leave with <laughs> he paid twenty eight million pounds and then couldn't make it. Yeah, and it's, it's that guy's son. I, oh, okay. Uh, so he's some work son instead. Yes. Fucking hell. Here, son, I have this ticket. I couldn't use it. It's going into almost space with Jeff Bezos. So what engagement did he have instead? I don't know. It, it remains mean, unclear. That's somebody who saw the rocket and thought, fuck that, isn't it? Yeah. It does look like a tampon. So I would have mm. looked at that and gone, this isn't, this isn't ending well. I will send my son. The combat, yeah. different fundamental character to Howard yeah. Kane. I mean, uh, is it his only son or his least favourite son? Like, how does this? I he don't must, he must have an older son. It must be like the equivalent of one gets sent into the priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, the, the idiot, the idiot son yeah. gets sent into space with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that is the way things are going, isn't it? He's just maybe about ten years ahead of the curve. Um, and then an actual former astronaut. Um, Which I guess so, makes sense, but so, I mean, that doesn't former, give us a lot. Was it former astronaut anyone would have heard of? Um, yes, it's not Tim Peake or Chris Hadfield. No, no, no. but I'm, I'm, see, this is the problem. Is we have limited options. Helen Sharman. It's Helen Sharman, although she's gone a bit mad. Um, Has she? Yeah, she went all Space aliens mad. for a bit. She um, went what? All aliens and, and well, UFOs she... and. Well, I mean, hang on a minute. I think she'd know, but anyway. Well, no, um, yeah, she, she she's, the NBA she's, and... No, she's saying there's aliens, then I'm inclined to believe her because she's been um, to space. And then, like, we don't have... I mean, there's, there's yeah, um, we've only got a few astronauts to choose from um, to send up in the uh, in the British space rocket. So James Dyson um, and his brother, Helen Sharman. Well, no, no, I think, I think you know, sending, sending Mr. Weatherspoon is a good substitute for Dyson's brother. Okay, so maybe Dyson's son would be sent... Um, no, maybe Dyson. Just... I think I think Dyson and Tim Martin would be would be. I mean, they're, they're, they're Brexit. I suppose brothers. they'd need to go. They'd need to fund it jointly, wouldn't they? Because they yeah. can't afford. So then we just need. Yeah, we ne then need like. Yeah, we need like somebody kind of who's not dreadful, but just kind of like underwhelming, and they can send their child. It's the kind of person who would spaff money on a on going into space on a British rocket. Well, speaking of somebody who's not dreadful but underwhelming. Hello. Hello. Fucking time do you call this? Um A fifty eight. Exactly. I would like I would like to quote Christopher from Dorset, who said at seven forty five, increasingly confident of being back for eight thirty. Well that confidence was misplaced, wasn't it? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. It certainly was. 
It certainly was. But then I was I was only going to be marginally late. Um, but then um, there was a dog on my street that I I had to say hello to. Exactly. That's the so, problem with dogs. They cause precisely why dogs are not allowed in my pub. I mean, I would I would like to apologise for causing confusion and delay, which is something that that Thomas the Tank Engine um, dislikes most of all. Mm. You'd um, like to, or you're going to? Uh, I would like to. Yeah. Will you allow me to? <laughs> no, no, you may not. I um I had to stand in for you in your trial in absentia. Uh, yeah. And I um I railed against the court's authority and, and swore. Mm. So yeah, you kind of fucked up your opportunities for mitigation. I'm afraid your right. your moment to mount a defence has been and gone. And Daniel and Dan did it. Yeah. Yeah, and Daniel pleaded for a harsher sentence. Yeah. Um. What I'd like to ask in that case is, uh, is is there a higher court that I could appeal to now that I'm I'm here? Well, I mean, you'd have to take us to the Podcasting Council of Great Britain, wouldn't you? Right. And we all know that they don't meet on Thursdays. Okay. Or for the month of July. Yeah. So what was what is my punishment due to be? What? Uh, we didn't get that far because uh, we got embroiled in important discussions in which Dan forgot that COVID happened. Yes. Yeah. Right. In its entirety, yes, completely forgot there yeah, was a pandemic. We, we mentioned pandemic. He went, "What pandemic?" <laughs> and uh, which was really taking the Dan character to the next level. Yeah, just forgetting current events. Mm. That um, does seem like a jumping the shark moment. Well, we mentioned you know, jumping the, the, the episode... shark. Agreed, it was when yeah. you and Dave from Birmingham came on. When when Ewan, who's Ewan? You. you. You and oh, we're not. This is not another Will Nautico moment. <laughs> um, what do you mean when when? But I, you know, but I'm 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 a good I'm a good new character. Well, I? well, we were discussing this. Dan agrees yeah. with you. Oh, that's nice. See, Graham and I, Graham and I, Graham and I disagreed, but Dan Dan has put forward a convincing argument that you were the correct choice, and that is pretty damning. Mm. Yeah. Because we're just discussing that all the terrible things that have happened since 2016, Brexit, yeah. Trump, COVID, are because we made the wrong choice and kept you on instead of David from Birmingham when you debuted in June 2016. But Dan Dan has posited that actually this is the goods timeline and had we and gone the other way, things would have been worse. Yeah, and one of the symptoms of it being worse is Tim Martin and James Dyson mounting a space programme. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I think what we're all shape, caught up. What shape would the British rocket be? No, it would be us. It would be the shape of Wetherspoons. No, no, we would all have to form a human pyramid under the supervision of G4S and literally hand them, hand just a bucket just shape. lift them into space. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a difficult job for the people near the top of the. Uh... The pyramid. Well, it's pretty awful for the ones near the bottom. <laughs> well, no. I don't think anyone's well, having a great no, time. The, weight, the weight's well, evenly distributed, isn't it? Think about it. Like you've got, you know, the, it's very widely distributed. The individual, the weight on the individual is not that big. Um, it's just you're standing well, there for a long time while they climb all the way up to space. I suppose it depends how many people you can recruit to stand below you. Well, you've got sixty-six million, recruit. haven't you? Yeah. I yeah, think but I think the weight would be quite high for the people. I mean, at that's the, the I guess that's the question, isn't it? How high a human pyramid can you form with sixty odd million people? Well, the problem is it, it, recruiting the people below you, who then have to recruit the people below them, because you have to build yeah, it from the top down. No, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yes. The Spanish are quite good at, at human pyramids, aren't they? Are they? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good to know, but not particularly helpful for. They do those. Program. They do those festivals. Oh, I was hoping they... there'd be no additional context, and that would have just been really weird. I was watching a, a TV show, and they made a really weird. It was an American TV show. They made a really weird um, comment on the French, and I thought that's that's a really weird thing to say. So it was that the, the setup was that there were some doctors from America that were in Guatemala doing some free clinics, and. Um, uh, the doctors were upset because they couldn't save everyone. And and the nurse said, oh, I've got the tissue. I always get extra tissues when the American doctors come. Um, and and also the French, who are, who are surprisingly sensitive. And it's like, 
is that a is that a stereo is that a French stereotype in America that the the French um are not are, not emotional uh are, are unemotional yeah, yeah are, right, yeah. um are Im- immune to immune to um the impact of people suffering you think that's, that's a really weird specific maybe it's well, just, maybe it's maybe it's associated with the the stereotype the French are rude I'm going to demonstrate to you, and this will be entirely visual, so it's not good for the podcast, but I'm going to explain where this theory would come from with a gesture, which is... Oh, yeah, I see. I think that gesture yeah. is good enough to make yeah. it on... It's not, it's not that they have a stiff upper lip like the Brits, it's just that they don't care. The, the, Gallic, <laughs> the Gallic shrug. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, sadly, I didn't have a cigarette hanging right out the corner of my mouth. So I couldn't mm. do it properly, or onions around my neck. I, yeah, you've explained that very or well. Berry. Actually. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I I retract that query. Okay, mm. good. Well, I'm glad I could help. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, um, we we established the British space program. Obviously, um, yeah. will be a great success because it will kill Dyson and Tim Martin, and probably everyone in Britain at the same time. I mean, sure, but it's worth the cost. Yeah. Um, we'd be doing the world of I mean, I, I think a thing to think about is that if if you're having second thoughts, if you have buyer's regret over me, then mm. um, the transfer window is open. It's <laughs> true. Well, it's, true. it's draft time, isn't it? Maybe we could draft some new. Yeah, I like the American system. I, I, I think feel BF, like at this I think point, BF, I'm, I'm... a free agent, isn't he? I'm really, yeah. really struggling with the whole sunk costs thing at this point. Like we've, put a lot of, we've put a lot of time and effort no. into Chris. And this is, and this well, you, is why you say we that, can... but, but the, the training you've given me, the specific podcast training, um, it's been so long since I've edited one of these that I don't think I know how anymore. Um, <laughs> and, and you've changed the rules and you, you sent me a message about having to put different letters in or something i don't understand any of that um so i think i think in terms of effort required to get me up to the standard where i could again edit a podcast is is probably just like starting again i yeah it's going to take him a long time to return to fitness yeah that is true Mm. i mean but then out of form do we really want david from birmingham on a bosman i mean that's He's probably going to demand quite a lot of wages and a quite high agents fee. That's the problem with Bosman. Yeah. Oh, you got to think about the salary cap, and I'm nothing yeah. if not cheap. Yeah, podcasting is true. Is cracking down on that kind of thing, and he is excellent value for money. Yeah, for, I'm like, yeah. value for wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we could bring in some fresh blood, uh, uh, un- untried. Um, somebody like Christian from Scotland who. Has no prior professional experience. Isn't isn't he too much of a veteran to be a rookie? Well, um, I agree that he is very very old. Yes, but he's com- almost completely inexperienced. Right. Yeah. Which like is fresh clay to mould in our image. Very much well, not bet, literally in our image, but no, that would be horrific. <laughs> the, yes. the three of us combined, <laughs> made out of clay. Really awful, Captain Planet. Scotch clay. I watched um, a film a long time ago. That's a good story. Anyway. Was, um, <laughs> no, no. It's a bit like Christian from Scotland being a very old rookie. But there yeah. was, a, there was a, a boy who lived on a farm and he wasn't very good at baseball. It's an American farm and an American boy. And then... Is it called The Rookie? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what Field it's called. Field of Dreams? But I keep going and then... You can tell me, Dan, if it is the rookie. Moneyball. And then, That's about baseball. And then um, lightning lightning hits a tree in his garden and mm. the tree explodes and dies. Um, and then he makes a bat out of the tree that was in his garden. And it's kind mm. of like a magic baseball bat. But then rather than start... Was this a documentary? I, no, no. Oh, but, okay. But then, rather than rather than start playing baseball straight away, because he's still sort of young, then 
he might I, like he he then farms for the next twenty years, and then he thinks, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give baseball a go in the professional. Biding league. his time, good idea. And and then he goes and he plays, and he's very good. But then they they work out the bat is not regulation weight or size, and I didn't see the whole film. That, is but that was an example of a very electricity old, running down it. A very old rookie. I think in the end yeah. he does do. Like the magic is in him, not the bat. In the end, and they make him play with a regulation bat, and he he scores a, a, a home run or something. Okay, is that the rookie Dan? Is that the plot of the yeah. rookie? I don't know what's what it's Dan. Called. Remember this. <laughs> what's the plot of the rookie then? It's basically the same, except he just basically he like plays baseball for a bit. So there's no magic bat. His shit. Himself. Um. Plays baseball with some high school kids, and then by the magic of friendship, gets good at baseball, and plays a bit while old. Like it's slightly better than it sounds, but it's still uh, quite. It is apparently called really the Natural. Like My film. Yes. Wow how um, did you how did you find out what it was based on? Uh, I googled. I literally googled magic bat baseball film. Yeah, um, and it is the first result on Wikipedia. Um, Who stars? I think I saw uh, that when I was about eight years old. Not it stars Robert through. Redford. They in there. With Robert Redford, head. the central character, and Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Kim Bassinger. Well, they are Redford. old, aren't they? So yeah, I mean, they, so they uh, waited until they were like nineteen eighty-four. The film was on. Was that? Um, and it's yeah, it's a baseball from his father who suffers a fatal heart attack near an oak tree. When lightning strikes that same tree, splintering it, Hobbs makes a baseball bat from the wood, burning a lightning bolt in the name Wonder Boy into the barrel, and then yeah. the rest of what Chris said. But mm. but but then why doesn't he just start playing baseball straight away? Um, it he just says like now nineteen years old. I, I think you probably have to be like. Maybe you have to be 19 to play baseball. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds more reasonable than Chris saying he waited 20 years until he was an old man. Mm. Pretty yeah, sure he was, he was an old man. And he did a well, Robert Redford is an old man. That's what's confusing. Was Robert Redford 40 years old pretending to be a 19-year-old? And I, I didn't realise... Uh, I mean, he's got that... to have been. If he, like, I mean, I don't know how old Robert Redford was in the 80s, but he's got to have been like... I would say at least 40. Look. So he was born mm. in 1936... Okay, so he's like, he like, so he must have he must have been like the dad or something. He, he can't must have, been, have uh... been. But Robert Duval is equally ancient, and Glenn Close is a woman. No, no, as Roy Hobbs, yeah, Robert Redford. So there must be like a young, young Roy Hobbs, surely. So Paul Sullivan Jr. was young Roy, but I don't know how young. Like yeah. I presume it's like when he was a little kid at the start. So yeah, that suggests that like sixty-year-old Robert Redford was playing a nineteen-year-old. He was a really boy. old. He was a really old man. I, you, you do get a lot of old men playing younger people in films. Yeah, but well, not normally he, like forty years younger. Did he have his baseball cap on backwards, and he had a bit of bum fluff on his chin? <laughs> Skateboard he didn't every say, didn't say hello, fellow kids. No. Mm. Okay. But they didn't well, like him because he was old. Thank you for that's that ages. remarkable and that is, detour. And that is wrong. And, and that would be like Christian uh, from Scotland. Oh, okay, okay. So, so there's the 19-year-old thing where he does the thing and there's a lot. But 16 years later, right. he signed as a rookie to the Knights. Well, hang on. So he's spent 19, he spent 16 years as a rookie. So, so he was 19 and he went to Chicago for a tryout. But then on the way... He meets some people at a carnival, and then goes to Chicago and like gets shot. And then sixteen years later, he becomes a rookie. It feels like there's quite a big chunk of story missing. It's literally like he goes 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 to Chicago, and some woman invites him to a hotel room, and then she shoots him in the stomach, and then kills herself. I think then, we have stumbled on a really good format for the podcast, finally, which is us <laughs> discussing films we've never seen or haven't, or one of us has seen 30 years ago. It's, it's like two, two hours, it's over two hours so, long, two hours and 20 minutes, really, two and a half hours. Long. <laughs> we start talking about the running time, this is brilliant. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I don't know what I mean, it's like, I don't know how much, like how much of the film is taken up by him, like, 
not doing anything other than getting shot. Well, Imagine Chris, could you shot refer to your memory? I think it. I I kind of remember the injury now. Him getting shot. I think it just. I think it just fades to black and then says sixteen years later. So he's, he's going to be a baseballer. But then, then he gets shot, shot and then does nothing for 16 years and then yeah. thinks, might give this baseball might thing give a another try. go. And maybe at maybe that point, he's 35, so Robert Redford playing him is still ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. But he's a. He's but a, more plausible. A, a, the thing that's distressing is this really old man that I'm mm. describing is the, the character is 35, younger yeah. than all of us. <laughs> um, but to but, be fair, he, yeah. he would have looked 55. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it just went sixteen years later in the okay. film. In, and that's and, maybe, and that's maybe, your defence, is it? That's what maybe, you're saying in in your defence, right? So when I have like a little um, cut or spot or scratch, I I'm really bad for kind of picking it. I don't let it heal properly. And maybe that's what he did with the stab His gunshot wound. wound to the <laughs> stomach. Scratching <laughs> the gunshot wound, yeah. Kept on, it was just scabbing over nicely. And they said, you know, that's fine. Like at the age of 20, you mm. know, you're making really good progress. Um, you'll be able to go and play baseball um, in a couple of months. And then it just got itchy and he just picked the top off. And the next time he went back, they went, oh, God, you've set back that scab a good three months. Mm. <laughs> that just kept on happening on over and over it. again. Of course, 19, in 1984, they didn't have the medical knowledge that we have now, so they wouldn't have known to extract the bullet, would they? So it was probably like just inside him still doing more damage. That then and like, eventually, like it worked its way into his gut, and he pooed it out. And he pooed it, it out. <laughs> yeah, and he pooed it out and leapt off the toilet, suddenly feeling better, I'm, I'm and shouted, "Now's now's the time for baseball." I can't believe you didn't remember any of this, Chris. I think this is in the director's cut, and I was probably mm. watching like a... Uh, the director's cut, yeah. It did say the director's cut. Channel. And what's like the running time minutes. of the director's cut? Uh, it's about five minutes longer than the uh, minutes, cinematic yeah. release. So, it was yeah. just a that's montage. The, that's, just, that's the bullet-shitting scene that got yeah, cut yeah. from the theatrical release. Yeah, it took it was, five minutes. It was just this a montage of... Harrowing. Really not in keeping with the tone of the rest of the film. Just, <laughs> hor- just horrible because he's shrieking because it's a bullet, so it hurts, obviously. And he's just it's... shrieking because it's tearing his bum apart. How, how did the film end? Well, he scored a home run, which is... I think the hardest thing to do in baseball. So as well, soon as you can, do, if you can do a home run, you've you've completed baseball. So I think that's how it. I, I, my my favorite part of the description is um, after the Knights advance to the World Series, though the outcome is not revealed. Oh, wow! <laughs> so it's left to the left to the viewer's imagination. Yeah, um, and then apparently, like he, he at the end, he's seen playing catch with his son in the same field that he and his father played in many years earlier. And presumably at that point, he suffers a heart attack and then a tree nearby is struck by lightning and the, the circle, circle of life here. is complete. Yeah. We become the lightning. The lightning kills us and we go into the ground. And the tree. Well, lightning didn't kill him. He just died us. spontaneously. And then later on, a tree nearby where he died got struck by lightning. Oh, I thought, he, I thought the tree got struck by lightning and that gave him a heart attack. No, that would be like if you think about it, that makes the whole film a lot more fucked up. If this kid's dad gets killed by the tree that gets struck by lightning, and so the kid goes, "Right, I'm going to build a bat out of this tree." I don't think he did it immediately. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, his dad's still lying on the floor, yeah. just <laughs> phone, phone an ambulance! Phone an ambulance! Hang on! <laughs> no, because this will make a wicked baseball bat. This is going to be a really yeah. good bat. <laughs> also, I think if you became a professional baseball player. And they gave you a baseball bat. He early in his career, he would surely have to have the conversation about no, you can't play with your own bat. We provide the bats. Like yeah, if you're I not to just bring if I got bat. a trial for West Ham and I brought my own ball and insisted on only yeah, using right. my ball, but you'd be allowed your own had like lightning bolt and legend or whatever. You it would is. be allowed your own them. football boots. No, they wouldn't provide you with your football boots. Of course they do. Bring your own football boots. And you're telling me that Wayne Rooney goes to Clark's and gets measured for football boots. And if you're if you're getting... Wayne Rooney is the most contemporary footballer reference I can, I can muster, which is remarkable given the last few weeks. Yeah, you would yes. bring your own to a trial a trial at West Ham, wouldn't you? No, I'd no. shot barefoot and expect them to shoot me. <laughs> 
Um, and then I would, would go on to uh, establish dominance <laughs> early on. If you were a cricket player, you would have your own cricket bat. That's the equivalent, isn't it? They all have their own bat, their own particular bat. Yeah, not that they've whittled from a magic tree. <laughs> But I think I Are you think telling me in, in a, in a years, test match, the, the in a test match, the England players all bring their own bat from home? That's what you're telling me happens. No, no, no. You, like you get them for free when you're posh and important, but when you're just some random ass dude who's trying out, but, you don't but, get anything. But if if you lose your wicket, you don't give your bat and pads to the next person coming on, and they then put them on. In the field, they all that's have the their team, own set. That's the team bat. I mean, that is they all have their own set. Yes, okay, so I'm, I'm not disputing that he would be allocated his own bat, but he wouldn't bring it from home. If you're, and say, if you're no, this rookie, is the bat I'm going Chris, to use. Chris, Chris, sorry, I just missed another another like stunning note from this. So when he's doing this, when he's playing for, for this Knights team, right, there's their star outfielder player who gets benched and that gives this guy a chance to, to you know, to to, yeah. to to hit and to be really impressive. He just says again. Shortly after Bailey, the star player, tragically dies crashing through an outfield wall. Right. What? I think it was it was running for a fly ball. That's a very technical baseball I term. I, yeah, I don't understand. It. I, I haven't seen the film, Chris. You need to speak to layman. He's, here. he's, he's I running. understand the running. Yeah, you know, I get I get the running. And he like... jumps and then he falls through a wall. What don't you understand? Well, it's the dying, the the going, the dying when like f- falling, th- well, no, crashing through a wall and dying. Have you ever fallen through a wall? Well, no, but really I've never thrown myself hard enough at a wall to go through it. Yeah, well, exactly. if you did, you would die. You definitely would die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. And maybe this, he, maybe he had a... baseball shoes that he'd uh, like uh, made out of a rubber tree that had been hit by lightning. Oh, they made and they him run really him, fast. Yeah, super speed. Just like ploughed straight into the wall. So when you scored this home run, did they say, "And that's it. You've won baseball. Good, good job." But I'm then not they even, don't say if I'm they win the World sure Series. If, if if that bit of my memory is correct, I think I remember they said you couldn't have your own bat anymore. Yeah, and then they give any more bat. But oh he, no, no. So what happens is apparently um, he hits the ball it. so hard that the ball breaks, and then it's like, oh, the ball but breaks. I, uh, the bat breaks, right? Okay, and then sense. and then um, he like yeah hits another one uh, while apparently like his gunshot wound starts bleeding and he hits the ball and it it, it <sighs> smashes into the, it, should he? smashes into the stadium lights winning the game. I didn't know that was the rules, but I guess it's, it, like yeah, it's like the thing. golden snitch. If you can smash the lights. They the game win is the over game. and you, okay. you win Yeah, well, points, they, yeah. they win the National League and then they go to the World Series. And then we don't know what happens because he then presumably think... bleeds out on the, the field. Yeah. I, I'm glad that you clarified that the bat had, had broken, not that his bat was so superpowered that it just obliterated every ball he hit. No, that happens at the start. Right, so he's just swinging and smashing balls. Yeah, yeah, like it says, um, yeah. He um, he hits the ball uh, with the, with the the super bat, which literally like knocks the cover off the baseball and like destroys it. I think that surely you get disqualified for that. Well, I mean, this was practice. This wasn't so he, he, he just oh no, this was ball. yeah, first batting practice. Yeah, yeah. It says he hits he hits the ball um, with the bat, um, literally knocks the the baseball's cover off. So this is wow. a science fiction film, isn't it? Mm. I've got a yeah. feeling that there was there was kind of. There was um, this is quite this is quite an advanced thing for eight year old me to have remembered, but that there was like the, the way that it was shot. There was an implication that there was kind of destiny um, playing some kind of role in events that happened, and like nice. that when the man fell through the wall, the that there was destiny's hand in that act, quite him. sinister, <laughs> deliberately killed that man mm. so that the rookie could have a go. It's the kind of thing a Greek goddard would do. Um, and is that something that I've imagined, Adam? I don't know. I haven't seen the film. It doesn't. It doesn't mention the fact that mysterious forces are at work. No. Now this is the thing. You haven't seen the film, but you have the internet, so you are the the authority on this film hmm. based on the article you've found about it um 
Dan, while, while Adam's researching that, and I think I know the answer to this question, have you ever seen any films that you can't really remember? <laughs> um, I can't remember. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? You probably can't remember that you saw the film. You know, you know that you know the comment you made. What? So at a team party, Hobbs um, collapsed in pain and worked in a, a silver bullet removed from his stomach has caused long term damage. Like that suggests that it was a it was a silver bullet. Like what the fuck? Did she think he was a werewolf or something? But also Maybe. that suggests that it was still in there. Which Ooh, is so you might have been right. Yeah. Um, rattling around constantly. Every time bit, sat down, yeah, he got if shot he conti- again. If he oh. continues to play baseball, he could die. It's basically the episode of The Simpsons mm. where Homer yeah. takes cannonballs to the, the gut. Mm. Or yeah. he's a boxer. Or he's yeah. a boxer. Or, or probably several others. I dare say many others, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then then yeah, he, he hurts his tummy because of the gunshot mm. wound. Horrible. And um, then after the bullet come out, then he then he's lost the powers, and it turns out it was the bullet that was magic and not the bat. I saw the fact after sixteen years he's still like just got a bullet in him. I mean, yeah, that explains why. Find it. Probably hard. Well, yeah. That's what I yeah, said if about it sil- if it was a silver bullet. It wouldn't be magnetic, so they wouldn't just be able to. You know, yeah, yeah. Get out with those like fishing rods with a little magnet on the string. Wouldn't show up on an X ray. No. I didn't have X rays in nineteen eighty four either. No. No. I think it would show up on an X ray. No. Nah, silver doesn't show up on an X-ray. Show, Ridiculous. Uh, how many how many silver X-ray. things have you ever X-rayed? Um, none personally. There you, well, go. There you go. Right, so stop talking about stuff you don't know what you're talking. About. Have you got any silver in your body that's been X-rayed? Yeah. No, not that I know of. Precisely, well, exactly. you'll see it on the X-ray. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had an X-ray? Um, I think I must have done. Of what? Um. <laughs> bones. <laughs> yeah. I had an X-ray of bones done. And could you see any silver on that X-ray? I don't know if they let me look at the X-ray. Well, I, I can tell you did. that you couldn't because silver is to. invisible to nice. X-ray. Right. I've had quite a lot of X-rays and I've never seen any silver on them. Yep. What does that prove? Uh, so it's, it's indisputable at this point. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, sentencing then. <laughs> What do we think is uh, is the most severe punishment we can give to Chris? Um, we can make him edit that episode from like three months ago that you never did. Yeah, and then he was going to do. So, I thought we all agreed that was so bad that it should. I don't remember now. It was so long ago that I, I think we were all too sad, it and it was just horrible. It might have been yeah. sad and horrible by those standards, but the, <laughs> by today's <laughs> standards, it's going to be joyful. Yeah. <laughs> It's possible, isn't it? I think a good punishment would be that he has to be on the next 226 episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a bit harsh, but mm. yeah, all things considered, I think it's reasonable. Mm. Maybe we could Maybe get Maybe you him... should dock my wages. Yeah, could do. I don't know how much how much wages we've got in the Patreon fund at the moment. Um, well, I don't receive those because no. I'm... I've signed amateur forms. <laughs> <laughs> but I pay yeah. it to you in a dividend. It's the only way that it's the only way they'll let you compete in the Tokyo Olympics. Mm. Mm. Um has anyone got any content? I mean, I feel like at this point it's a bit late, isn't it? We we're, we're, we're fifty minutes in. Three minutes late. I mean yeah. we're two hundred and twenty six episodes in is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late to be introducing content now. I do like the idea of thinking of films that we can barely remember from our childhood and then getting Adam to Google them and tell us about them. So I've seen another version of this game, which is someone claims to have watched a film and then either describes the plot from actually having watched it or just reads the Wikipedia summary and the other three people have to guess if they've actually seen the film or just reading the Wikipedia summary. I think Wikipedia summaries are too good and I think they're... A lot better than well, especially in Dan's case. Well, yeah, I could do that for San Andreas, (laughs) as I have demonstrated. Yes, but we know you've seen that, so that kind of beats the point. Or maybe I'm playing an incredible long game, (laughs) (laughs) and San Andreas is actually completely unrelated to earthquakes, (laughs) and it's just the making of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Possible. 
so if you've enjoyed what you've heard this evening, <laughs> then um, I mean, oh, come on, no help for you, really. I've only I've only been here half an hour. Well, What's yeah. the problem? Yeah, like I've put in a full that, shift. You could stay on for another half hour afterwards. I could stay on another half hour, couldn't I? What would I yeah. talk about? Christ knows a, a film that you think you saw. I did see that one. I feel very validated by by Adam's. You, you you've helped you've helped me find closure, Adam. I'm very grateful. Mm, you can, that uh, memory of that film has haunted me. That's another thing to tick off the list, isn't it? Mm. Would you like to know mm. about another film I saw when I was little? No. Well, it's had yeah, a next big, week. Big impact. Yeah, next week. No, it was called this Deep week, Impact. We're gonna do, oh, right. one, we're gonna do one film a week. Mm-hmm. That's the podcast film format I, now. Don't, don't want to overload the viewers. Film that I vaguely remember. Yeah. Okay. There's only so much excitement they can take. Mm-hmm. In one so session. we can we can now uh, tease ahead to the next episode which is going to feature just three of us, because Adam is applying some common sense. Uh, Chris, Daniel and I are abandoning common sense and going Mm. to many pubs, and we will be recording a few minutes in each one so you can hear us get progressively more fucked up. You can come on a a lovely trip down memory lane with us. Yeah, Mm. for memories that only we have and not the listener. to it. And we're going to phone think, Adam up I think at a lot of my memories are going to um, involve uh, Will hmm. and embarrassing hmm. things that he has done or happened to him. In Maybe the that could be a, our, our podcast format. Mm. I don't know how many how many Wikipedia entries has he got at this point. Well, no, I mean we remember them. We don't need the Wikipedia entries. We just need That's to. True. Well, yeah, in the spirit of that, I'd like to tell you about um, (laughs) a trip to Newquay that we had. And friend of the show, Will, uh, we were on the beach outside a pub on the way back to the campsite. And there was, uh, as he would describe it, a ravine. But it was sort of a a runoff from a sewage pipe that sort of went down to the sea. And it was quite a wide channel. Certainly too wide for a human to jump. Um. (laughs) Will, however, felt otherwise, and he was trying to, I don't think he was trying to impress some girls, I think he was maybe trying to impress some bigger boys. Uh, I think he was just... There may have girls there maybe, as well. Maybe, maybe to impress us, with his jumping abilities. Well, I think, I mean, we would have been commanding him to jump if he, and if we cared, and then he wouldn't have done it, so... Maybe he thought, no, yeah, I Graham and we... Chris will respect me if I can make this jump. I think the opposite happened, and you said it was, or some somebody said it was too big to jump, and mm. he wanted to prove us wrong. That does sound. There like were that. some. There were some boys sat on a wall. I thought right. it, they had done the cajoling, but it could have been me. I mean, it's equally likely, isn't it? Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he he ran. You had an out of body experience. I think he's. I think. My memory is that he said he was going to jump it, and we, not in any way to kind of challenge him or egg him on, just pointed out that no, he couldn't jump it, not as a challenge or as a wager, but more as a kind of statement of fact, because it was very wide. But he took it as the challenge that it wasn't intended as, and decided he could jump it until he was maybe two feet from the edge of it during his run-up, then he realised, actually, maybe he couldn't jump it and tried to stop. So instead of leaping and landing in the stream, which is what <laughs> the best he could have hoped for at that point, he tried to skid to a halt and then just sort of plopped into the stream <laughs> from the side. I remember him kind of almost kind of um, wavering at the very top, trying to hold his balance and not go in and then just yeah, just sort of. Giving into gravity and yeah. and just very sadly, you say plop, but I mean it was like feet first, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a very it was a very anticlimactic way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, if he'd leapt into it, everyone would have said, "Well, fair play, he had a go." Now I, I, I feel that uh, Will sort of has a right to reply to this. Yeah, he does. He can based reply on, if he wants. He can. Well, send us a well, actually, he he's done that. Um, 
in what's the opposite of retrospect? Pre, pre, pre prospect. Pros, no, pre. There, well, there isn't prospect. an opposite because it doesn't exist. I know Will's version of this, mm-hmm. and he says that he was definitely going to be a successful in jumping over the river. But at the last moment, I said, "Don't or stop," and and I distracted him, or or the he brainwashing was so beaten the, down by you the, the, at that point that you the said CIA, stop. The CIA brainwashing meant he he lost his. He just went limp the second you said it. <laughs> it just distracted. It just distracted him. Or it's like Darren Brown. Yeah, I mean, with respect to him, that is horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the best defense he could come up with then that is that's poor. I I think he was re- he was very very committed to the jump until that last moment and I did call out in concern for him hmm. getting wet feet. <laughs> yeah. And and so I I think um I think in fairness we'll never know whether he would have been successful had well. I not Shouted we, out. We could, we could rerun the, we could rerun the circumstances, couldn't we? We could all go it's, down. This to... would be a lot like the remake of um, the Natural, wouldn't it? It's more than sixteen years later. And Will is a similar age to Robert Redford. Yeah. So, so, the, so it would the the scene of the nineteen years old. I don't yeah. know what the preamble would be. <laughs> just, just Will <laughs> practicing jumping a lot, flopping into a stream, <laughs> looking a bit sad. We'd have to start by shooting Will in the stomach. No, but but in many ways, me shouting stop was the equivalent of being shot in the stomach. I think that's the lightning strike. And and then and then, so before that, you see Will practicing jumping over mm. lots and lots of rivers. He's really good at jumping over rivers as a child. That's established mm. in the narrative. Then he falls in the river, and his feet are wet, and that's a real tragedy. And then it fades then, to black, and it says... And then you hear him say, River Jumper? Well, I haven't heard that name for years. <laughs> 20 they, years later... They coax um, him out of retirement. Yeah. Saying, yeah. come on, Will, you've got one big jump left in you. <laughs> Only <laughs> one, and then you will die. <laughs> and he goes to a doctor, and the doctor says, every time you jump over a river, um, yeah. there's a... <laughs> Bigger and bigger chance that the impact will make you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and he knows that. He's like, I don't care. But mm. we we take him to the river jumping championships. We're like his pit crew. <laughs> mm. and like we change his shoes. Yeah, slap him to make him angry at the river, like a boxer's coach. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is that even though he is a very very old rookie, he just absolutely amazes the river jumping championships. You know, he gets through the preliminaries, the streams, and the brook. Fan favorite. And and you know, he's yeah. he's up in the finals, but but you can see every time he makes the jump that his bowels just dislodge that little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, every time he makes and, a jump, you just hear a bigger and bigger <laughs> fart. And then, and then the film ends that he's made the finals. Um, and then you see throwing him, a throwing a kid over a river, playing catch with. <laughs> you see him in the future, playing. Yeah, perhaps he with a great big adult nappy on, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody, but he only gets his place in the finals. Because somebody leaps over and explodes in midair, yeah. or maybe somebody's disqualified because they're found to be using a rope swing. I don't know which Greek god it is that goes around like doing bad things to enemies, but there's definitely is one. I mean, that's basically all of I mean, the Greek gods. Majority, yeah. There's one in. I mean, this is the one that goes around randomly fucking things. As yeah, no, it's not. So it's again, not that's a lot of the Greek gods, but mm. yes, yeah, specifically Zeus. I think it's Apollo's sister, and I can't think of her name. Minerva? No. Oh, um, Minerva might be the Roman name for her, because they changed some of the names. But but no, we're not becoming. We need that kind of. We're not switching format again 
in one episode to greet gods. No, but there's is... just there's just that there's just that that kind of it's... weird. The way it's filmed is there's the sense that 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 fate is playing well, I mean, a sure role be like in Will's success through blowing through, him across through crippling other people. <laughs> if if it's if it's potentially him like fouling himself, I don't know. One of his main I mean, competitors maybe, gets yeah. a splinter, that kind of thing. Greek god of minor injuries. Maybe the final jump can be he does he does shit himself, but it propels him across the river. Well, it could maybe be like a Christopher Nolan style final scene of he's in midair, but you hear a gurgle and you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's left oh. ambiguous, and it and, it's, and it just cuts oh, face to black and and face to brown. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our episode title. <laughs> Oh, it's, can I go now, please? It's, it's Artemis. Yes. Artemis is um, oh, right. the god Apollo's of shitting yourself. <laughs> My own personal well, goddess of the hunt, isn't it? Isn't she? Yeah, she's always up to no good. I think making huntsmen poo themselves. My echo so. Okay, well, join us next week for either a film that one of us can sort of barely remember, uh, another. Harrowing it needs to tale be a film of... you're not sure if it exists, I think. Yeah, that helps, yeah. You um, can't be certain it happened. horrifying tale of um, naivety from a friend of the podcast, Will, uh, and chat about Greek gods. Yeah. Can we Fantastic. have a, like, a little theme tune for the Will section? <laughs> I mean, he loves, he loves Yakety Sax, doesn't it? Does he? Yeah, yes. okay. Well, three minutes of Yakety Sax. Is that's the lead in, yeah, and lead out, and all of the stings, <laughs> yes. and the backing music, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just yeah. like twenty minutes of yakety sax in one form or another. Right, well, so I'm many happy memories pub. about um about Will. This, this could be okay. So much. No, exclusively the embarrassing, shameful ones, please. Oh yeah. no, they're 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 embarrassing and shameful for him, but they are happy <laughs> for me. Okay, sorry. Yes, thank you for yes. the clarification. <laughs> yes. Cool. Okay. Lovely. Right. I'm, are you really I'm going curious. to the pub? Yeah, on Saturday. Oh, okay. Not now. No, not now. That'll be bonkers. Right. There's a pandemic on me. <laughs> Oh, right, have a good evening, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.